Good morning. It is time to get up with the latest on LeBron's Lakers. Does the injury update mean the absolute end of their season? Then. Tick, 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 tick. Why there is reason to believe the new reality for Rodgers could be decided much sooner than you think, perhaps even today. And then, holy smoke, one of Lamar's teammates absolutely sounds off on the organization. What the actual heck did that mean? You'll find out as we get up with you starting right now on this Friday. I am all by myself, but by no means alone on this morning. The squad is ready to roll this morning. From the combine, RC is ready to go. Graziano has got stories. Tannenbaum is making deals. Dan Orlovsky will join us. Big Perk will be along as well. And we started the NBA last night. Fascinating game. The combination of Kyrie Irving and Luka Doncic unable to put together any wins. And they're going up against a good team last night. Late first half. Sixers. Oh, fancy pass. Harden to Embiid. It's a two-point game. Next Mavs possession. Final seconds. Kyrie. Luka. Mavs up four going into the break. Both stars red hot. Third quarter, Mavs are opening up a lead. Did I mention they're hot? Doncic, Kyrie, 4-3. Kyrie would score 40 Mavs, a 12-point lead. Later in the third, the lead now up to 22. Doncic sizing up Joel. Not a good matchup for Embiid. Mavericks up by 25. They go to the fourth quarter up 19. But here come the Sixers. They've gotten within nine. And Tyrese Maxey gets hot. Six-point game. Maxey would score 29 on this night. Look at him flying, floating, and the friendly bounce. It's a four-point game. Luka says, how'd that lead get away so fast? Less than a minute later, Luka back on the floor and taking care of business. That's one of his 12 assists for Kyrie, who knocks it down. Seven-point game after the foul shot. Now here comes Doncic on the wing for the three. The lead is back to double digits. Later in the fourth, Mavs looking to put it away. It's Luka, it's Kyrie, it's ball game. Luka, 42 points, Kyrie, 41st ever Mavericks teammates with 40-plus in the same game. Mavs the win. Kyrie, talk to me. I just had to join the party, you know, and just make sure my teammates were going to follow along. And uh, Luka was ready for the party. I was ready for the party tonight, and it was one of those games where we had some special performances, and I'm just grateful that the work translated. I like the glasses uh, there in that look. Quite a party it was. Luca and Kyrie, third pair of teammates in NBA history with at least 40 points and five assists in a non-overtime game that includes playoffs. Uh, Kyrie, as you see, had done it once before with LeBron, and then you got to go all the way back to Pistol Pete for the Jazz in 77. Much more basketball. Big Perk and Jay Will will be along later in the hour. But to the overwhelming story of the day, tick, 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 speculation surrounding Aaron Rodgers' future continues to pick up steam. The Packers and other NFL teams have held off on major moves until Rodgers comes to his decision. But that appears to be moving along. Here's Adam Schefter with the very latest. The Green Bay Packers are not going to make the decision before consulting with Aaron Rodgers, who either will decide he wants to continue playing, in which case many people around the league believe he'll be traded. The Jets would be the obvious landing spot for him, though the Carolina Panthers also have inquired about Rodgers' availability. We'll see whether or not he wants to play. 
see whether or not he wants to play. We know there's a lot of money involved in that decision and more. Ryan Clark, Mike Tannenbaum, and Dan Graziano, my insider extraordinaire, all at the Combine today. And Graz, I will start with you. Fill in whatever blanks we are hearing from there. What, what are the Obviously, this is an enormous topic of conversation in right. every NFL circle. What are the things you're hearing? and a number of teams waiting to see how it's resolved before moving on with their plans at the quarterback position. So what has to happen is, as, as Adam mentioned, Rodgers and the Packers have to have a conversation. And I think it's going to be a two-way conversation. I don't think it's a matter of the Packers saying, okay, Aaron, what do you want to do? And then doing it. I think the Packers have some input here. I think when we heard their general manager, Brian Gutekunst, earlier this week, uh, it sounded like, you know, at least the organization was ready to consider the possibility of moving on and moving on to Jordan Love and then having their young quarterback grow with their young roster. So uh, once that conversation takes place and they figure out the way to move forward, that's when I think you'll see trade talks heat up. And that's when, you know, we'll find out who wants the Jets. Maybe it's the Panthers. The Raiders, I think, are a team to watch in this as well. So uh, at some point, there needs to be that kind of summit meeting. I imagine it happens post-combine uh, between Rodgers and the Packers' brain trust. Although there's nothing keeping Rodgers, if he chooses to, from calling them right now and giving them a decision. So there is that well, reason to consider the urgency. And then there is another here. Easy. Mike Tannenbaum, this is going to – I hesitate because it's a little bit complicated. But you were explaining to me this morning, and I think this is critical for the audience to understand, that while we all look at the date March 15th and we say, well, that's when a trade can become official – there is, a, there is every reason to understand, Mike, and you can explain it to us, why a trade has to happen much, much sooner than that. Greedy, the team acquiring Aaron Rodgers has to have $60 million available in cap space for at least one day. Once the Raiders, the Jets, whomever, acquire Aaron Rodgers, they can renegotiate the contract and lower the cap number. But for one day, they have to have their room of $60 million to acquire that contract for the Packers. That's why you're 100% right, Greeny. While the trade will be official on March 15th, that team has to move heaven and earth, presumably, to create that sort of cap room of $60 million well before March 15th. Cutting players, renegotiating players. So there's a massive sense of urgency if you really want to acquire Aaron Rodgers and have the cap space to do it. That, that, that's critically important, I think, for everyone to understand. No team is going to start doing that on March 15th. They need to begin doing that well before that. And so there is that sense of urgency. There is the fact that franchise tags will be decided by Tuesday, next Tuesday at 4 p.m. Eastern time. So we'll see what that means for Daniel Jones. We'll see what that means for Geno Smith. We'll see what that means, maybe most importantly, for Lamar Jackson. So there are all these factors conspiring. So, Ryan Clark, I ask you, the fact that I'm wearing a green jacket today. Is that a coincidence? <laughs> I think not. So let, let's discuss the latest on Aaron Rodgers. I know you have grown weary of this story, but I myself <laughs> have not. Where do we stand as of this morning on the possibility of Rodgers, after all these years, finding a new team? Well, what's funny is you heard Mike Tannenbaum say that if you're a team that wants to acquire Aaron Rodgers, you're going to have to move heaven and earth. There's only one person in the history of the world that's ever done both, and that's Jesus Christ. And you have to be hoping that Aaron Rodgers is going to be that level of savior if you acquire him on your team. And can he be, Greedy? Can Aaron Rodgers be the guy now in this uh, stage in his career 
that is going to elevate a team from a non-playoff team to a Super Bowl contender. You are not acquiring Aaron Rodgers at the age of 40 to just contend or to just put butts in the stands. You are doing it to win a ring. And throughout his illustrious career that makes him one of the best I've ever seen. He's absolutely the best I've ever played. He's only been the one. Now, unfortunately, in that one, I was there, Greeny. And so maybe people feel like I hold a grudge against Aaron Rodgers, but I don't because I know what he used to be. Is he still that today? Because whether you're the Jets, whether you're the Raiders, you are hiring a mercenary. The yeah. player you hire that wears number 12 on your team next year that you move heaven and earth for better be one of two things. He better be able to give his blood to save the sins of the world, or he better <laughs> be able to stand at the top of a stadium and snipe you and win you a championship. Outside of those two things, it is a waste. You can wear a green jacket. You can wear a gold jacket. You can wear a red jacket. It don't matter. <laughs> okay. That's I why like, I didn't want to ask Ed yesterday when Ed called me, hey, let's ask 17 million Aaron Rodgers questions on game. Yeah, RC's working some things out here. In, uh, yeah, in, no, no, I understand the frustration, but I'm telling you right now, yeah. until this thing is resolved, I, I'm a little bit consumed. But I, I have two other questions, though, for Graziano, quickly. The okay. first one. We heard Shefty mention Carolina. I yeah. think there has been a general sense that the NFC was going to be off the table. Is there any reason for us to believe that, that it, I mean, Carolina can call anyone they want to. It doesn't mean the right. Packers have to consider it. Is there any reason to believe that NFC teams would be on the table here? I think if we get to a point where both the Packers and Rodgers decide they want to move on, then, then the answer is no. But it may be that you would ask more in return from an NFC team than an AFC team if, if you, don't, you don't want to be in a position where, where Aaron Rodgers is someone you have to try and beat to get to the Super Bowl. Uh, as Mike T has made that point many, many times, the strong preference would be to deal him uh, in the AFC. Uh, to completely cut off half the league as an option doesn't seem like the right way to go, but it might be a little tougher for an NFC team to get him. Why does that matter? What do you mean? Why does it matter? Like, why does it matter? Like, why do – Tenemon, please answer that for me. Okay, we've decided that we don't want to be together any longer. I don't get to dictate whether you get to date the guy in my office oh, or you do. get to date the guy that go to my church. Like, that, that shouldn't matter because it doesn't matter if I have to see y'all together. I really don't care. Why is playing Aaron Rodgers in the NFC such a big deal when as an organization and business-wise, you should be looking to get the most you can get in a right. team acquiring him? Yo, I agree RC, with that. you're my go. Yeah, RC is an American institution. We're 10 minutes into the show, and we've, we've touched on Jesus Christ and marriages. So that's great. <laughs> now, getting back to Aaron Rodgers for <laughs> one second. From a team perspective, you don't want to see somebody that you're trading until you get to the Super Bowl. I sat in that seat. We traded John Abraham. We want to make sure that he went to another conference. We traded for Brett Favre. The only reason we got Brett Favre, because he wanted to go to, Green, uh, to Tampa Bay and play with John Gruden, someone he knew, was Green Bay didn't want to trade Brett Favre within the conference. You just prefer, from a team perspective, not to see that player until you get to the Super Bowl. And then I have one other quick one here. I like the question, RC, and I, I agree with you. I'm looking yeah. for the most compensation I can get back right. if I'm trading an asset, regardless of where I trade it to. If, if Rodgers is still so good that I don't want to face him again, I shouldn't be trading him in the first place. Thank Super you. 
Yeah. So let me hold this thought here. I, I don't want to get myself late here. I have, I have plenty more time for this. We need to figure out as the morning goes on, Graziano, where we are with Derek Carr, because obviously he yes. factors into all of this for all the teams who are in consideration yep. here, save for one, which is the Raiders. So we are just right. scratching the surface on the overwhelming ticking clock that exists on Aaron Rodgers right now. In the meantime, as we roll along this morning on this Friday edition of Get Up, a day after Mike McCarthy took a shot, a big one, at one of his former coaches. Did he now take one at his quarterback? You need to hear what he said. We'll try and understand. Plus, KD, effective and efficient in his son's debut. Are they now the best team in the NBA? We'll get answers to that. Big perk and Jay Will on the way. Oh, we're rolling. Get up on ESPN. Shopping for Mother's Day is usually a challenge because you wait until the last minute. But Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for Mother's Day. Whether you're shopping for your sister's first Mother's Day or your fashionista mom who loves to make a statement, Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas that you can easily pick out something special to celebrate them both. You can shop by price, anywhere from $25 and under to $100 and under. You can also sort by category like fragrance, handbags, and more, or gift lists like for the mom who has everything, pre-wrapped gifts or gifts for grandma. Find top brands like Studio Pro Model Beats headphones, Polaroid cameras, and Samsung smart TVs. So what are you waiting for? Mother's Day is May 12th. It'll be here before you know it. Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Head to Macy's.com slash gift finder today. That's Macy's.com slash gift finder. Dell Tech Fest starts now. To thank you for 40 unforgettable years, Dell Technologies is celebrating with anniversary savings on their most popular tech. For a limited time only, save on select next-gen PCs like the XPS 13 Plus, where you can make the everyday easier with Windows 11. Unleash more possibilities with cutting-edge systems, their most advanced features, and great prices. Plus, curate your dream setup with deals on select monitors, mice, and more must-have electronics and accessories. When you shop online at dell.com deals, you'll have access to state-of-the-art technology to match your forward-thinking spirit and free shipping on everything. Anniversary savings await you for a limited time only at dell.com slash deals. That's dell.com slash deals. We're back on Get Up, and the NFL game this morning is called Bounce Back or Step Back. RC, let's talk about my guy Aaron Rodgers. Will he bounce back or have a step back this season? Either RC doesn't hear me or he just refuses to answer. I can't decide which it is. Look at him. He will not talk about it. All right, I'll answer it for you. He's going to have an enormous bounce back season and lead a different team in green back to the promised land that they haven't been to since the last guy who wore number 12 in green took them there 50-something years ago. Graziano, you're up next. Will Russell Wilson bounce back or step back this season? <laughs> I, I was, I'm going to lean bounce back. I, I, I feel like it kind of has to, right? Like, I don't, I don't see how it could go worse. If nothing else, things will be better organized around him. No offense, Nathaniel Hackett, but Sean Payton has a wealth of head coaching experience, and, and I think we'll get things in a situation where at least it'll, it'll run better around Russell Wilson. The rest will be up to him. So that's a bounce back for Russell Wilson. Mike T, how about Dak Prescott? Will he bounce back or step back this season? Bounce back. Now, for that to happen, he has to lower his career high 17 interceptions 
I believe if they add a receiver, because they really never replaced Amari Cooper, keep Tony Pollard and fortify the offensive line, he will play better and bounce back, Greeny. Now, speaking of Dak and the Cowboys, Mike McCarthy, as you just mentioned, taking over as the play caller on offense. Well, he's had a lot to say this week. So after he offered his assessment of the former offensive coordinator, Kellen Moore, now he was talking about his offense to the athletic and said, quote, your quarterback has to be able to go throw the ball 45 times in a game and win. Can't win a championship in this league if your guy can't have the capabilities of that, I believe. But having them do that every week, it's fun. It's fun as hell to call those plays, but that's not the best thing for your team. Time of possession goes to hell. Risk for turnover goes up. We've got to secure the ball better. We need to be a top five team, and that's a skill, and that comes with the lead guy in that room. you got to emphasize that. That's got to be an everyday deal. So as I read that over and over again and find my... (laughs) Look at Graziano's face. Dan, is he taking a shot at Dak Prescott? I don't think so, but <laughs> I, I feel like with this guy, like, like the context of, of the quotes is very important because they don't make a lot of sense out of context. Like everybody knows Dak threw too many interceptions. Uh, is he trying to say because they asked him to th- It seems like the point he's trying to make all week is that they were asking Dak to throw too much, and he doesn't want to do that. Which, fair enough. I mean, conceptually, that makes some sense, right? You want to be balanced on offense. But the fact of the matter is they, they're a top-five scoring offense, you know, the, the last however many years. And uh, it's sort of if it ain't broke, don't fix it. He's trying to convince us it was broke uh, in some way and that he's the man to fix it. So I can't wait to find out if he's right. It's going to be an interesting watch. Well, so then let me take the question that I had asked to Mike Tannenbaum and now ask it basically to you, R.C., in this context. With Mike McCarthy, and you hear the way he's talking, do you believe Dak Prescott has a bounce-back season and looks more like the quarterback we've been accustomed to seeing through his career? You know what? You know what? I do believe that Dak Prescott has a better season because what we saw from him last year wasn't the norm. And we also have to look at the context when Dan Graziano is mentioning context, the context of the interceptions as well. Yeah, some of those interceptions were on Dak, but we also watched tight ends on nights in primetime against Tennessee get hit in between the numbers and the ball bounce up out of their hands. We watch games that end in Jacksonville where Dak Prescott throws the football low in the way. The football hits someone between the eight and the five, and it bounces into Rayshon Jenkins' hands. And so there are so many things that happen throughout that season that they don't absolve Dak of any culpability or of any accountability as it pertains to the turnovers, but you certainly expect him to be better. Here is what I don't get. I had a bus driver named Mr. Lambert when I went to C.T. Jeanette. I was in the fifth grade. Mr. Lambert was a thicker man. Mr. Lambert had a heavy voice. But the one thing Mr. Lambert didn't do was talk a lot. You know why Mr. Lambert didn't talk a lot? Because when you talk a lot, sometimes you say stupid things. And what we've learned from from Mike McCarthy the last two days is he says dumb stuff. Because Mike McCarthy, much like Mr. Lambert, has driven the bus all week. The difference is Mr. Lambert hardly ever went in reverse. You know why? It's hard to control a bus when you put it in reverse. Mr. Lambert went forward. What Mike McCarthy has been doing all this week, unlike Mr. Lambert, who took care of the kids because he was a leader, because it was important, because he had to get us to school, he didn't run over the people. Because what Mike McCarthy has been doing this week, let's run over Kellen Moore. Kellen Moore wanted to light the scoreboard up. No 
freaking duh. That's what he's supposed <laughs> to do because he's an offensive coordinator. He wants to score points. And you say, Kevin, we didn't run it enough. That's a lie. You actually did run it well. And you know why he didn't run it more on first down? Because when you passed on first down and you were aggressive, you got the first down more than you didn't when you ran it. So you're actually running over him with the bus and you're wrong. And now <laughs> we're going to blame it on Dak Prescott or didn't Kellen Moore too inadvertently because we threw it 45 times, times, which you got to be able to do one time, but you can't do it every week. It's actually incorrect. You didn't do it every week either. How about this? You don't get penalties. How about that? Let's do that. And when you don't get penalties and you play more disciplined football, you win games. How about this? If it's late in the game and we're in the playoffs and we only have 14 seconds, don't run a draw because you can't <laughs> spike it. That's your fault. At some point this week, Mike McCarthy, take these two things right here and do this and not these two and do that. <laughs> Tannenbaum go. <laughs> That's brilliant. That, what, what kind of a, a tour Good de force? Tannenbaum, it will be impossible for you to follow that, <laughs> except to say that I know you were put off by the things McCarthy said about Kellen Moore, and this can be interpreted as a shot at him too. No question about it, and uh, it's hard to follow RC, but his comments yesterday were absolutely unacceptable. You were Kellen Moore's boss. You fired him. You do two things. You thank him for his services and wish him well. And, oh, by the way, to RC's point, you were his boss last year. You could have taken over play calling in-game. You could have been more involved with game planning in terms of what you want each week. And not all interceptions are created equal. The interceptions, especially against San Francisco in the playoff game, were really unacceptable, especially right before half where they would have had a chance to take the lead. So to me, like what Mike McCarthy is doing as a bus driver, as a head coach, as a leader, there's a time and a place. Hold your people accountable, but don't call them out publicly. Shout out, Mr. And so I, the only way to finish it, wherever you are, Mr. Lambert, thank you for taking care of RC and all those kids on the bus. <laughs> all these years. We continue in just a moment. Much more from the NFL at the Combine, uh, including if the Packers do decide to move on from Aaron Rodgers. Expect that to happen much sooner rather than later. That explanation continues as we roll along. Uh, RC still rolling. Uh, uh, is taking care of business. RC is fired up this morning in Indy. Back in a flash. That'll be good. We got him. Uh, Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply.
Delicious, meat nutritious, and the snack that packs a real protein punch. Wonderful pistachios, one of the highest protein nuts out there. Each one-ounce serving has 6 grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. Wonderful pistachios also come in a variety of flavors and sizes, perfect for enjoying with family and friends or taking them with you on the go. And you're on the go a lot, taking the kids to school, hopping from meeting to meeting, shopping for groceries. Well, the good news is, not only are wonderful pistachios a complete protein, providing all nine essential amino acids, they're also great for all your adventures. So whether you're a pistachio purist who loves cracking open every nut, or you prefer the convenience of no-shells pistachios, Wonderful Pistachios has got you covered. Grab Wonderful Pistachios and elevate your snacking game today. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. Hi, this is ESPN's Mike Greenberg, and ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today, and new users get $100 in bonus bets for making any sports book bet. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Back on Get Up, what a busy morning. We haven't even gotten to what is probably the biggest story, and it is developing with Woj reporting yesterday that LeBron James and the Lakers now plan to reevaluate his injury in three weeks. Remember, the injury took place Sunday. The initial thought was that he would be reevaluated two weeks from then. This is starting to sound worse and worse as we work our way forward. Lakers are right now the 11th seed trying to work their way into the play-in or whatever. Jay Will has made his way over from KJM on ESPN Radio. Big Perk! Big Perk! Has gotten up with us early. And Perk, let me actually start with you, because when I asked you on Wednesday night, when we were together for Countdown in Boston, are the Lakers done? You definitively said no. Now that we get this additional update, I'll ask it again. For this season, are the Lakers finished? No, they're not, Greeny, and it's the addition of the play-in tournament. And look, me knowing LeBron James, knowing his work habits, knowing how he's going to get treatment around the clock, I think he'll be back less than three weeks. That's just my that's just my assumption. But let me say this. Isn't it time for Anthony Davis to rise to the occasion? Like, I know he may be battling with a few nicks and bruises here, but this is a time where he needs to play through that, play through this. Like, I don't want to see him sitting out games and things to that nature when he know he could be available to get out there on the floor. But are the Lakers done? No. When I look at the teams like the Pelicans and the Trailblazers, all those teams that are at the bottom that are in the play-in tournament right now, I think the Lakers could still stand a hundred things and be able and be able to hold the fort down to LeBron James get back. What do you think, Jay? Well, to, to Big Perk's question about AD, I, I, I'm not a believer that AD can get the job done because AD is more of a traditional new big that plays that still needs other people to give him the ball. He can't initiate offenses the way we see Giannis or even Jokic do to that extent. And, and Big Perk, you said it. Literally, and I know they still won the game against OKC, but when you need Anthony Davis the most, then all of a sudden he wasn't available. And when I watched Devin Booker play with KD, Devin Booker had 26 shots in his first game with Kevin Durant. Mm -hmm. But then when I watch AD play without LeBron against a Memphis Grizzlies team without Steven Adams, in the first quarter he took two shots. Now he had 19 shots in the game, 28 and 11, but it didn't feel like he had the big momentum behind how he played. 
I think the Lakers are done. Yeah, I, I do I too. I think they're done. But Big Perk is holding on to life, and I like yeah. it. Next topic is another team in the West. We opened the show this morning with the highlight. Luka goes off last night for 42. Kyrie scores 40. First time ever that the Mavericks have two 40-point scorers on their team. And so some will wake up this morning and say, ooh, they're figuring it out. The Mavericks are going to be awfully dangerous with that dynamic duo in their backcourt. Are those people right? They're to a certain extent. I, I, what I don't, extent? Are they a contender with those two guys? No. No? No, they're not. Why I, not? Because I don't believe in their style in which they play. Watch every damn highlight, Greeny. Every highlight, it's your turn or it's my turn. Right. And the other three players are dribbling around. Big Perk, you know what I want to do with them? I want to bring them back five years and play Kobe-style Kobe style basketball where you get three dribbles in a one-on-one game. Like, whatever happens in that world where you turn your face, your hand is down the shot. You turn your face, it's one dribble, come back here, give you a bucket. I don't like this world where all of a sudden it's turn face, let me give you a back dribble. Let me dribble the ball around 9, 10, 15 different times, 15 seconds go up the shot clock <laughs> while everybody else is standing around watching you. It's not, and this is going to come down upon Jason Kidd, Grinny, at the end of the day because you need him to push guys like – Doncic in order to be an NBA player that can win a championship because right now he has a talent, but the style of play is not going to let them win a championship. What do you think, big fella? You know what, Granny? Let's not – we need to keep this in mind, that the Philadelphia 76ers were coming off a of back-to-back and they got in at 4 o'clock in the morning in Dallas, okay? That's the first thing. And, mm-hmm. and, and the Mavs were waiting on them. And I know Joel Embiid didn't play the night before, but he's not even 100%. But if it's going to take Luka and Kyrie Irving to both score 40-plus just to win one game, then the Mavs are not going past the first round because you need the help of others. And that's why you see slogans out there when teams are trying to compete for titles or winning championships, you ch- championships you hear strength in numbers. And it takes all 15 and 15 deep because it takes others. We saw last year when Andrew Wiggins rose to the occasion and was able to help out Steph Curry. We didn't see this time and time again. So with this style of play, those guys going isolation basketball the entire game and have to rely on contested uh, made shots, no, they're a first-round exit at best. That's their super, super quickly, Jay Will, does that mean that in the long run, because Kyrie becomes a free agent at the end of the season, does that mean that it is – he would be best suited to go someplace else after the season ends quickly. Well, I mean, if he's gonna, it's going to be about the money for Kyrie, too. And Understood. So, but from a basketball standpoint, is he better off not teaming with Luke? I'd much rather see, Le- I'd much rather see him with LeBron James and Anthony Davis, frankly. Okay. I think it's more compatible than winning championship. I mean, th- yeah. that, that will be interesting if he does mm-hmm. wind up going to L.A. Okay, one last thing here. Uh, Big Perk, I asked you this question on Wednesday night also, and you shut me down. You almost made me feel bad for even asking it. And that is, as of that night, did the Phoenix Suns become the best team in the Western Conference? And then we, they look pretty good with KD. Uh-oh. I think Big Perk is going to recognize the error of his ways. He realizes he was wrong. Are the Suns the best team in the West right now? Greeny, no. And I'm, I'm doubling down on it. No. Look, we're not about to overreact to them beating the, uh, the, uh, Charlotte. We're not about to do that. Now, are they better with Kevin Durant? Yes, but we cannot sit up here and disrespect the Denver Nuggets, who has a deep roster, who's the number one team in the West. We cannot sit up here and disrespect the Memphis Grizzlies. Those two teams 
are at the top for a reason. And I strongly believe last year, if John Morant didn't get hurt, that the Memphis Grizzlies would have beat Golden State. I I look, I'm still worried about the others when it comes down to the Phoenix Suns. Again, we know what KD going to bring to the table, and we know what Devin Booker is going to bring to the table. But can DeAndre Ayton anchor a defense for, for a four or seven game series and be a, a dog and bring that tenacity. Like, I don't want to see a DeAndre Ayton that's, I want to, that's what I want. That's what I want. I think you're wrong here, big man, because they, they are the best team on paper. They're the best team because they have brand recognition, because they have names that we like to talk about, but they're not the team. Right? Like, they, Denver is the team, top to bottom. I agree with you. But people want to make Phoenix a team because Kevin Durant and Devin Booker and CP3, can they finally get one? But the best team, top to bottom, in the Western Conference are the Denver Nuggets. I, I, I mean, I, I will, like most geniuses, I will not be fully appreciated until long after my time. In this case, my time's going to come at the end of May when the <laughs> Phoenix Suns wind up making it. If we're, mad, if we're the mass perk, can we run a set? Can we run one set? Can we stop dribbling the ball 20 times? What are we? We'll see if they can figure it out. Jay Will got to get back on the radio. They're going to yell at me. Thank you, KJM, every morning. Big Perk's coming back with us as we continue. And we will be back here tonight for a doubleheader. We got the Celtics and Jason Tatum, uh, who are in second in the East, off to mile high for a matchup between uh, the, the top teams in the West. That's the late game. I'm sorry, Celtics-Nets is our first game. Then we got Denver and Memphis, which is a phenomenal late game tonight. Our coverage will tip off with NBA. NBA countdown tonight, 7 Eastern, here on ESPN and on the ESPN app. Okay, I have to come back to this. Get me RC from Indianapolis. So, we know we're talking about Aaron Rodgers. What's going to happen? A lot of people are saying, oh, you're talking so much about Aaron Rodgers. You're talking so much about Aaron Rodgers. Here's the bottom line. Aaron Rodgers is one of the greatest players in the history of professional football, and it is overwhelmingly likely that in the next few days... His football future is going to be determined, whether that means he's going to stay in Green Bay or he's going to go somewhere else or he's going to retire. One of those things is going to happen, so I make no apologies for being a sports talk show and talking a great deal about it. In fact, RC, in order to win you over because you are so weary of this, I've, given, I've thought long and hard about this about what I can do to try and make this happen. I need to put some karma into the world. Wearing a green jacket is not nearly enough. So here's what I'm going to do. Are you ready? RC, if Aaron Rodgers will come to the Jets, I will go do the darkness retreat that he just did last week. I will spend three days or whatever it is in the dark. I will sit there in the dark, sensory deprivation. I'll go to Oregon if I have to. I've been to Oregon. I, I, I will go there and, 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 and I, 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 will go, I will do the Greedy. darkness retreat, RC, if Aaron Rodgers if, will come to the Jets. If, How about that? If, you, if, if this is something that you are willing to uphold, Yes. I will talk about Aaron Rodgers every single segment of this show. The man who eats pizza with a fork and a knife. The man who has to wear red bottoms every single morning on the show. Mm-hmm. The man who has never a day in his life done any hard manual labor. Who is one of, if not the scariest people I have ever been around is going to go sit in the dark, dark, eat one time a day by himself without Stace anywhere near. Or the dog. Ain't no way. 
Ain't no way. I'm, I'm doing it. Bet I'm in. It. I'm in. You're in. Are you ready? I will talk. Let's, we can talk I'm about in. Aaron Rodgers as much as you want then. Okay. Perfect. So we have a deal. I'm Aaron, if you're watching, I, I don't know if it, I don't know why it would matter to Aaron that I'll go do the darkness retreat. <laughs> he's not, I don't think he's, 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 he's not, he doesn't own the darkness retreat to the best of my knowledge. Uh, but Nobody owns another, darkness. I will do it. Graziano, you're there. You're talking to people. Make this thing happen. We don't have audio on Graziano, but it's seconds ago. Oh, go ahead, yeah, Dan. Start I, I, again. We couldn't hear you. No, I said I think we're all incentivized to make it happen now uh, to a greater extent than we were a minute ago. Um, but, but yeah, I think, I mean, it, it's, it, it's realistic, man. Like, there's not – if he's not going to be in Green Bay and he does want to play, the Jets make too much sense. Like, like, I mean, I know, you know, you just strip all the goofiness away, which is a lot of goofiness when we're talking about Aaron Rodgers. But just from a football standpoint, you have the offensive and defensive rookies of the year. You have a roster that was in contention into December without anything at all from the quarterback position, right? Now you're adding a guy who, yes, he brings a lot with him. Yes, he's probably the most self-absorbed, self-centered player in the entire league or possibly any other league. But he's also a guy that has shown when – He's properly motivated. He can be the best player in the entire league. And he's shown it as recently as two and three years ago. So I think he makes the Jets a contender right away. Graziano, Why is he laughing? Graziano what do I do call, now? Graziano called that man the most self-absorbed, self-centered man in all of sports. <laughs> Who else you got? You know what? Maybe not. Give you start bringing in NBA. Maybe not. But in NFL, maybe. Yeah. You know, yeah. and listen. I, I think I've been accused of that a time or two in my life, and I, I wear it proudly. So, I mean, Aaron yeah. and I have that in common as well. Tannenbaum, final word on Yeah, but you're a team guy first and foremost, though. To the Jets, what do you think? Yeah, yeah I, look, it makes a lot of sense from a football standpoint, like Graz just mentioned. I think it's for the 13th pick overall. And if I'm the Jets, here's what the key is, Greeny. And this may take two retreats on your behalf, but I need two years out of Aaron Rodgers. When we traded for Brett Favre, it was a third-round pick. We got one year out of him. If I'm giving up the 13th pick overall, Greeny, I got to get two years out of him. Look, it may be $120 million. Pay the bill if you're the Jets. It solidifies the position for two years. But I'm not giving up a first-round pick, Greeny, unless I know I have it for two years. I need a run. I, I, I need one run at this thing. I get it. I'd love two years. I'd love ten years. I will take a run at this thing for, the, for what feels like the first time in forever. All right, RC, the stakes are on. If Rodgers comes to the Jets, I'm turning off the lights. We're rolling on on this Friday morning here on Get Up as we continue. Uh, what's coming up next? Oh, do you see what happened in Baltimore? One of Lamar Jackson's teammates went off on the organization yesterday. You'll hear what he said, and most importantly, was he right? This could change absolutely everything as we roll on. You're watching Get Up this morning on ESPN as we resume. Yeah, this doesn't seem so bad. I could deal with this. No problem. Tired of ads interrupting your favorite sports podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music, included with your Prime membership. Amazon Music offers the most ad-free top podcasts. Enjoy shows like First Take, Pardon the Interruption, and The Low Post, available ad-free and uninterrupted. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app or go to Amazon.com slash ESPN pods. That's Amazon.com slash ESPN pods to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. 
We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And... Boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. All right, this was a fascinating development in the NFL yesterday, right? So the clock is ticking on Lamar Jackson and the Ravens. We know that. They have until Tuesday to agree on a new contract or Baltimore is going to have to franchise tag him. In the meantime, we've talked a lot about their struggles with getting top-level receivers. This is what the Ravens GM Eric DaCosta said the other day about that struggle with receivers. Listen closely. If I had an answer, that means I would probably have some better receivers, I guess. We're going to keep swinging, you know. Uh, there have been some guys that have been successful players for us that were draft picks. Uh, we've never really hit on that all-pro type of guy, which is disappointing. But it's not for lack of effort. It's one of those anomalies that I really can't explain other than to say we're not going to stop trying. All right, so you might wonder, how would you feel if you were one of the Ravens receivers and heard that? Well, you don't need to wonder anymore. Rashad Bateman, whom they did take in the first round a couple of years ago, tweeted... How about you play to your player's strength and stop pointing the finger at us and number eight. Blame the one you let do this. We take heat 24-7 and keep us healthy. Care about us and see what happens. Ain't no promises, though. Tired of y'all lying and capping on players for no reason. Holy smoke. Now, he did subsequently take that tweet down. But uh, as we all know, a tweet is forever. Ryan Clark, help me interpret this development and if at all, it does have any impact on how you see things going with Lamar Jackson. You know, I don't necessarily know if this plays into how I see things going with Lamar Jackson, but it does play into how I see things going in the Baltimore Ravens building when you can get specific about saying, okay, you're pointing fingers at Rashad Bateman. You're pointing fingers at eight, who is Lamar Jackson, but you're not talking about the person or the individual or the circumstance or situation that is putting us in these positions. And when a young person says, stop capping, then they basically just saying, you continue to lie. You continue to, to allow a false narrative be inside the media or be on the outside of this building and you're not standing up for any of your players when you know exactly why the negativity when you know exactly exactly why the lack of production is happening and I think that this is a serious problem you put this with the way that Lamar Jackson's contract has been handled with the different leaks whether it be what we're hearing is coming from Baltimore what we're hearing that's coming from Lamar Jackson's camp and now Rashad Bateman this organization that was once a once a pillar of stability doesn't seem to be that way 
way anymore. And going forward, it's going to be very interesting as to how they proceed with Lamar Jackson because that tag next week will be will say a lot about the Baltimore Ravens and what they think of Lamar, and also it will affect the way Lamar thinks of them. I, I, that's exactly right. Mike T, I mean, if I had an answer, I probably would have had some better receivers yeah. that – that's quite a thing for the general manager of a, of a, of a team to say. W- help me here. Yeah, Greedy, I spoke to Eric DaCosta briefly yesterday about it, and he said some really good things about Rashad Bateman earlier in that press conference, and I think if he had it back, he would have changed that answer a little bit. But I think more fundamentally, guys, actions speak louder than words, and clearly there's been a problem with their passing game. They made a change at offensive coordinator. They brought in Todd Munkin from the University of Georgia, who's been very successful. So clearly Baltimore felt like they had to make some changes on offense. And most importantly, Tuesday at 4 o'clock, we're going to know exactly where they are with Lamar Jackson. Do they tag him? Which tag do they put on? So a lot more to come on this Raven offense in the coming days. No question. Danny, pick it up from there. What, what, if anything, are we hearing? What is the scuttlebutt there in Indy about Lamar? Oh, well, I think people are curious to see what's going to happen with the franchise tag. Do they exclusive tag, non-exclusive tag, et cetera? Obviously, everybody's been talking about this contract situation for a while now. He's seeking full guarantees, and that's something most teams uh, really don't feel comfortable doing for whatever reason. So uh, that's been the issue, continues to be the issue. In terms of Baltimore, I mean, look, we've heard for a while that the players on the offense – would have sort of uh, would like to have kind of taken the governor off, so to speak, in terms of the passing game uh, and try more things rather than just run it as a run-based offense that, that wide receivers believe doesn't ha- hasn't allowed them to show their strengths. They change offensive coordinators, so maybe they'll do that. Uh, he references a, a health issue. Uh, they, they, they recently changed strength coaches. The, the NFLPA survey came out this week, gave them, I think, an F-minus uh, in that department. Uh, so they feel like they've addressed that. They feel like they addressed the offensive coordinator. Baltimore, I, I think, would tell you that it's aware of the, of the complaints its players have and is working to address them, but it seems to me, based on what I know about the situation, that if we woke up tomorrow and Lamar Jackson had a contract extension, that that would go over really big in the Ravens' locker room. Yeah, but, but it does not feel, unless there's something it I'm not, not aware of, like we're getting no. anywhere near that. RC, put a ribbon on this for us. How, how do you expect all this to go down? Well, I expect the Baltimore Ravens and Eric DaCosta to understand the perception of their players and the, the way that they view the organization. And those things are important. When you look at Rashad Bateman and the way he played early on in the season, it seemed as if the Baltimore Ravens did have their number one. And obviously he was faced with injuries and he seems to be pointing the finger within that organization to someone that caused those issues for him and also Lamar Jackson later on in the season. If you're the Baltimore Ravens, is you have to understand how the players in your locker room perceive and relate to Lamar Jackson. Go back to the end of last season when Marlon Humphrey, at, after the Cincinnati Bengals loss, comes out and says, I watched Lamar limp around our locker room. I've seen him not be able to walk in our facility. So all of this talk about that he had a possibility of playing is absolutely wrong. And he was basically saying the exact same thing that Rashad Bateman was saying, which is stop capping. And so if you're the Baltimore Ravens taking care of Lamar Jackson in my estimation should be the first thing that you try to do and that means mending the relationship man to man like adults and also making sure or at least making your best efforts to get a contract done.
All right, we'll leave it there for the moment. Again, all this comes to a head, at least for the beginning part of it, by next Tuesday afternoon at the very latest. Meantime, I want to show you one other thing, because this got me thinking. So we all saw the Super Bowl had this call near the end that everyone was upset about. When it comes to officiating and all of that, maybe the XFL kind of has this right. So that was Ben DiNucci fumbling on a quarterback sneak. It was ruled a turnover on the field. Then this happened. That's the ruling, Dean. Fumble recovered by the defense. Okay, we're looking at it. Oh, he doesn't have it. Okay, we can go, Frank. We can go. Turnover. Clear the turnover. Mike T, that's Ben, uh, not Ben, that was Ben DiNucci as the quarterback. That was Dean Blandino. And they just give you a little behind the scenes to let you see and hear how these replay reviews are handled. Would that be a good idea for the NFL to do? Absolutely. Dean Blandino does a great job, and you want transparency and let the fans understand how these calls are made. They're very complex, and why not bring the fans behind the curtain? I think it just enhances credibility and makes for a better fan experience. Yeah, they have some interesting ideas in the XFL, and that many of them might be things the NFL could consider, and maybe that's one of them. Meanwhile, the XFL schedule continues, and we've got the games coming up Saturday night on FX, Sea Dragons and Vipers. One team gets their first win. Then Sunday, 2-0 Battle Hawks take on the 2-0 Defenders. Then the Guardians and Renegades are on FX, and the Brahmas and Roughnecks are on ESPN2 and ESPN Deportes, and every game is also available on ESPN+. All right, as we continue... Uh, the Lakers got news on LeBron yesterday. You'll hear what that was and why it might just mean the end of their season. As we continue, this is Get Up on ESPN.